All right, guys. After a little break last week, we're back. And we're back at it. Howdy, partners. Howdy. Been a minute. How's everybody doing? Your boy had to take a little bit of a break because I started in the Air Force, man, and it was a hectic week, and I needed to get adjusted, and I need was tired as all hell all week. But we're here, and we're ready to do it. The podcast from two weeks ago when I was in Texas uh, is uploaded. It's now on YouTube, so make sure to go check that out. Like it, share it, and push that out to your friends. Welcome, Combo. Welcome, Caden. And welcome, Squash. First three in there. W. Let's go. Um, friends. Yeah, man. We're here. We're ready to get after it again. Um, little breaks here and there are good. Good for the mental health. Good for everybody. Get that rest in. Uh, all that good stuff. But it honestly makes me so much more excited after we've had a week off i'm exactly. like man i miss my little outlet i know i, I know miss my little friend and i mean if i'm going to be completely honest last week was uh or the week before whatever it was it was a little slow on newsworthy things so it, it kind of was for sure. but we have some shit to talk about today and oh, that shit is well you can obviously tell by the title i titled this podcast gen z the softest generation and have we become too pc so that's what gen z the softest 100 percent, dude gen z has been the the catalyst for the the majority (laughs) of this 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 uber pc uber make everyone happy let's not be offended bullshit that's that's happening right now and uh and and with that we'll start with uh and this this I'll, I'll caveat this. This did not come f- directly because of Gen Z. Um, but uh, in order to, I guess, reach a better audience or continue to make money off of this, the, the people of Dr. Su- the late Dr. Seuss's estate have decided that they are going to stop publishing three of his lesser known um lesser known works um and that is because in those apparently i mean i haven't seen them there are what some would consider six of his books actually i stand corrected six of his books yeah there's six of them i taught preschool for a long time and i've read all of these books uh frequently actually if i ran the zoo is a really good one right so here we go i'm gonna let me pull up these books real fast because i don't remember what all they were one two three four five six okay cool um so anyway in in uh these books uh, which um i i did read some dr seuss growing up but i did not read you know a lot of it obviously i hit the hit the the highlights the the most popular ones but the six books being canceled um or not being canceled but well i guess canceled production are gonna be um and to think that i saw it on mulberry street if i ran a zoo McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, The Cat's Quizzer. So those six books um, will not be published anymore because apparently they portray people in hurtful and wrong ways. So there's, apparently there's some depictions in, I don't know which ones of those, um, where Dr. Seuss portrays somebody from Asia, you know, as you know, all slanty-eyed with a little pointy hat and that kind of stuff um 
apparently i think there's also a portrayal of somebody from the continent of africa and like a grass skirt um things things like that that is you know why those books essentially are not being published anymore my question is why i understand that it could you know people will look at this in in such a way as like oh that's racist and dr seuss portrayed these people in a racist way um but i feel like you can look at that through the lens of the time that these books were written and you could do it the same way that perhaps and i don't really advocate disney on a lot of things but you could do it the same way that disney um did a lot of the tv shows and old movies that they have put on disney plus where there's a disclaimer in the front of it that says hey this is from a different time period things were different back back then this is not how we you know see things nowadays but we're not gonna you know not put these out because they're class you know they're classic movies and, and and that kind of stuff so i feel like maybe you know the books themselves don't have to stop being published just put a disclaimer in the front of them or something like that and go hey this was from a you know a period of time where people were less you know sensitive on um you know race and and, and racism but you know there's still a good message in these books like alex said he said if i rent a zoo and that was, you know he's he's read that one and that one's you know that's a good you know he enjoyed you know that book for you know his preschool kids so i feel like there's still good meanings and good messages in those books and you could just add that disclaimer in the front and you no know, let me be let me be clear here i'm not you know saying by you know any stretch of the imagination that you know fuck it just let's run it and who cares how people's feelings are hurt um on a race standpoint that you know that's not what i'm saying on that i get you know that now we're in a time when we do need to be a little bit more uh I guess sensitive or, or or aware of how we you know portray people and you know, obviously nobody wants racism to be around or anything like that but there, there's a way to do it where you don't have to stop publishing these books and you know keep this message that dr seuss was you know trying to put out in these books by just stopping production you can leave a disclaimer in the front of it that's my thoughts so far uh, on that well i think there's a there's an important distinction to be made here also because it was actually Dr. Seuss's estate that decided to voluntarily stop producing. And what are you going to do when you stop producing a book? Um, because of racist imagery, you're going to drive sales towards those books. It did. This very well could be a strategic, a strategic play by his estate to help boost Dr. Seuss sales. And on that, so I'm going to jump in real fast. Uh, some of these books are going for like $500 on, on eBay now. Yeah, uh, I've got them actually in Reagan's room. Reagan has all the Dr. Seuss books because um, that was the first thing I was going to do. Not so much that I wanted to like promote racist imagery or something, but I did want to have the books because I'm a big Dr. Seuss fan. And there's another distinction here to make that during World War II, um, Seuss was known for publishing like some anti- Japanese um, publications and that's actually why he wrote Horton Hears a Who um, because he had kind of like had a changed heart and if you're familiar with the book or the movie Horton Hears a Who it's about it doesn't matter how big or small you are everybody uh, you know has the same value in life um, which I, I think is a, another again important distinction to make that Seuss wasn't a saint when it came to racist, you know, imagery right. and that sort of a thing. Now to say, and to be honest with you, I don't 
the one that got to me the most was the uh, if I ran a zoo or if I ran the zoo because one of the distinctions that's being made is that there's two gorillas boxing and that's like depicting two black you know men boxing which by volume a large number of boxers happen to be african-american which again i don't think that's like a racist depiction maybe there is some hidden meaning well there's been a thing that's gone around for a long time with plenty of with all with plenty of racist people is that they have made that comparison of african-american people to gorillas so that's where that's coming from yeah and i i again i see if there is racial undertones and i i don't know that the only way to know would be to somehow have a chat with uh old theodore seuss um again if that was the intention then yeah i i think it's probably a good idea that we're not exposing kids to racist ideology i don't i don't think that's a good idea at all in fact i would um promote quite the opposite but to stop publication and say it gets into the same thought process of who are you to tell me what I can and can't purchase? You know, maybe I'm going to use that book for my preschoolers and say, Hey, look, you know, this is how they did things back then. And they compared, you know, our black friends to gorillas. And obviously that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Um, you know, to just, I hate the term when you're talking about, I'm going to use the term whitewash, you know, or just like try to get rid of it. No pun intended with, you know, right. racial comparison. But when you just try to wash it away, it, you create like a very dangerous precedence of we start with Dr. Seuss and then we work towards, what was it, Huckleberry Finn or I forget. Yeah, that. Huckleberry Finn. There was yeah, people we, up in arms about that. These publications and now that we've started on books, you know, you enter a very dangerous area to where you, when you're starting to quote unquote cancel or stop publication of books because we don't like the way that it was written or who wrote it you enter into a really dangerous area of okay well where do you stop now you know do, do you go all the way to the bible or do you go all the way towards you know real hard facts on like let's just talk about gender for a second like do we start to change science, you know, and call gender something that's assigned to you at birth versus something that you're born genetically with? Like you, I hope I'm making sense in the, in the fact that, um, sorry, it's squash says I'm a touch. I got it. I fixed it. Okay. Um, I hope I'm making sense in the, in the way that you start down a very dangerous road. No, I, and I, I get what you're saying there. And I, I and chat, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, as well as uh, Alex. Um, you, I, I think the book uh, that I'm thinking of was, was was like Fahrenheit 451, right? Was that that was the book where they just like it was a book talking about uh, a society where they started burning books for whatever reason. I don't. I I personally haven't read that book, but I do. I kind of remembered a little bit of the gist of it. But then you know we get into territory perhaps that that. Um, you know, we could venture into that realm. But what I what, what I wish people would realize um, with publications, whether it be books or anything else from a different time period, is that that was a different time period, and things were different back then. So instead of stopping publication or the readings of or anything else about these 
texts that were from a different time period transition and use those as a teaching tool and say, hey, like Alex said, look, this, this, is, this is what this book is talking about. And yes, there are some portrayals and some some words and and some phrasing in here that 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 is not okay anymore. But what we can do with that and go, this is this is the time period. But look of how we have progressed from this time period well, into a into a, a, a an area now where we're we're more you know accepting of people for whatever you know whether you know race, sexual orientation, gender, anything like that. So well, it, instead of getting rid of them, use them as a teaching tool. Let's let's look at the movie uh, Django Unchained, right? Nobody feels comfortable. I felt awkward. But there was multiple the times of, in that movie. I was like, Oof. the not only the use of the word the N word, um, but just the overall uh, uncomfortability of like, damn these slaves went through the ringer man like right. we literally treated them like less than dirt are we gonna cancel that movie because it makes us feel uncomfortable no that right as, as a white person i feel like it's important for me to see a movie like that and help understand where where the 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 level of which their black ancestors were treated and it helps me understand it a little bit more. right it helps, it helps me get into their helps us get into their mind frame of why they are you know the you know I, i'm trying to their thought process about the, the everything frustration and, and yeah, frustration yeah. and everything that they're you know they're going you know and going through and have you know suffered at the at the hands of the white man essentially so yeah I like you know use it as a, a teaching tool and, and and Metters is right. You know, publishers pulling their own books is one thing, but when the mob starts canceling things, it gets very Orwellian very quickly, right? And we've referenced these before, at least 1984. I've referenced that a lot recently. Um, and you know, an it animal wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about Orwell, right? And and animal farming, you know, it, things of that true. nature. And, and it's true. And and almost daily now, it becomes we get we inch ever closer. And it's it's yeah, it's concerning. It's very concerning. It, um yeah it so. immediately made me think of the movie the book of eli where he's carrying around the last bible right oh i haven't seen that movie in forever but that's such a good movie yeah in the post-apocalyptic world all the bibles got burned mm -hmm. you know again it you can look at orwell or a movie like that or it's there's certainly maze runner there's a lot of kind of futuristic you know, novels or films or, you know, Maze Runner was a book also that kind of eerily predict not to the full extent, but kind of the situation that we're living in right now. The correlations are... We have, to we have to tread extremely light on this thin ice because if we allow it or condone it to continue with no sort of pushback whatsoever you can enter into some really dangerous choppy waters where we start rewriting history the way that we want history to look right and that's extremely dangerous right and i don't like Not that only for my culture but for every culture exactly and and uh, i know there's been something talking about history of um there's been some stuff going around recently that you know people you know the whites or you know that history has been 
written by the white man. And for the most part, I would agree with that. Because um, I remember going through history classes in high school, and I'm like, well, why don't we learn more about this? But we kind of breeze over certain things, like certain evils or or, or mis- wrongdoings um, by white people throughout history. We're kind of like, oh, yeah, we did that, and it wasn't great. And then we like you move on, and you immediately start talking about all the great things that happened. And it's like, well, like pump the brakes. Let's not... Let's not um, uh, you know, just gloss over the fact that we fucked up. Let's take a minute. Yeah. Let's look at how we fucked up, and let's learn from it so we don't repeat it. And and, yeah. and do that. So well, like so. Disney. Sorry, not to cut. No, you no, off. you're good. Disney Go ahead. Has pulled Aristocrats, Dumbo, uh, live action, Swiss Family Robinson, Lady Peter Pan. Peter Pan from the kids' profiles. Now, it's not from the services. If you go to your regular adult account and choose on one of those movies, you're greeted with the message, uh, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Exactly, and that's like the Disney only... Disney to creating oh, stories sorry. with the inspiration and aspirational themes. Or, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right, and that's but, like see, one of the I, good things that Disney has done. Move. Yeah, no, and that's like, and, and you know, for the most part, Disney, it's, you know, Disney's kind of a, a shit company um, just based on the fact that they strong-arm a lot of people into doing their bidding, basically, and, and being yeah. how they are. We kind of talked about that two weeks ago. But at least that was a good move on their part, saying, like, look, it was wrong then, and it's wrong now, but, you know, proceed at your own risk, basically. And and that's... Poison, fine. Poison says those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, and that's very well-spoken. I can't True. remember... Yeah, I don't remember who said that. But that's that's exactly right. When you start to erase your history, history always repeats itself. And if you can't learn from it and try to avoid it in the future, there's nothing to draw from. Exactly. So it's a, yeah. see, you know, history is a circle. It's not linear. It just it and it, it could be linear, but you know, like that says, it's gonna things are gonna come back around. And if we didn't learn the last time, it's gonna go the same way again. Yeah. Which is why those disclaimers like that are, are good to be like, look, this wasn't right. We've changed. Let's have a discussion about it. Like if you're, you know, if you're with your kids or whatever, or wherever you're watching this, and people are uncomfortable, be like, okay, yeah, we're uncomfortable about this, but let's talk. Let's take a minute, we'll pause the movie, or after the movie's done, whatever, or after we're done reading, whatever Doctor Seuss book. Take a minute and be like, look, and have it like I've like you know I've said I'm beating this dead horse, but have a teaching moment in that. And, yeah. and, and use it that way instead of instead of um, instead of you know just sweeping it under the rug and pretending like it didn't happen because then you know like poison said it it's it's gonna come back around again yeah. and if we continue to sweep it under the rug there's only so much you can sweep under a rug before there's a lump and then you got to address the lump instead of and so now it's a bigger lump and there's a lot more to deal with instead of just taking it as things come up in dealing with it in the moment. Yeah. Educate yourself. Really? Don't just erase it from the past. You know, you, you can't do it. You can't. Anyway. Um, the other thing that 
is that came up at the same time with the Doctor Who stuff is now the uh, the the Potato Head. So Hasbro itself has had came out and said that um uh you know you know they had to actually go out and clarify because um they're they're re rebranding and this is this for them is is a business move so they can continue to make money this is what i found out after i did some looking on it so they're rebranding um the mr and mrs potato head line of toys as just potato head to include you know overall Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and then, you know, whatever family you want to build with them. They're not removing the Mr. from Mr. Potato Head. They're not removing Mrs. from Mrs. Potato Potato Head, all right? Um, because that's what people thought when they did, they announced this. People were like, oh, my God, have we become so soft that we now have to have a gender-neutral potato so you can, you know, you know play with it so, so people – and it's not – that's not what they're getting at. It's because, like, you know, what my thir- first thought on all this is, like, why the fuck do we have to do this? Like, you can make that potato whatever you want. It comes with all sorts of accessories. You can make the, you can make Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head whatever you want. There's no reason to take that out. So I did some more looking. They're just rebranding it as Potato Head. So it's the Potato Head line of toys. And take, taking off the moniker or the, the, prefi- the prefix Mr. or Mrs., makes it feel more inclusive to you know new buyers now um so that you know as gen z and whoever else start getting older and ready to you know have kids now it's a little bit more inclusive it's basically just a marketing ploy so that they can continue to make money off of this toy line it's cool fine whatever squash asked the question is who still plays with potato head toys and that is a valid question brilliant question that came up in a marketing meeting at hasbro what can we do to spark ignite to get potato head mr mrs whatever back in the spotlight it's it's probably just a brilliant marketing ploy you know it's it's not like there were outcries Although I'm sure if you search Twitter, somebody is out there fucking, you know, wanting a gender neutral potato head. But it's not like they were responding from outcries and like exactly. cave to the public's, you know, judge and jury and was like, okay, we'll get rid of the Mr. and Mrs. Like they're still going to be man and wife and they're still going to be little baby potato heads. It's just a, a, a ploy, I guess you could call it from Hasbro in my eyes. Um, to go out and say, okay, what can we do to spark sales? And that's pretty much like what I read when I looked on it. So my my thing with that is like, okay, whatever marketing play, cool. But why now does literally everything with some fucking gender attached to it have to now be changed to be all-inclusive? Like why have we become like a society like like on that front where it's like if if you're not all inclusive we're gonna cancel you we're gonna like harass you like whatever it's like who for me anyway like i'm like who the fuck cares like at this point like if you're offended fine be offended but don't push your offense onto the rest of the world and people who could give a fuck less about this or whatever and I like just stop doing that. You, you yourself, be offended. Fine, I don't care if you're offended. You're offended, but be offended 
elsewhere. And if you want to post your opinion of how offended you are about it, fine, do that. But in doing that, don't be like, I'm offended. Now everyone else needs to be offended with me. Because no, we don't. I'm not, if I'm not offended by what you're offended by, sorry. Like, I don't have to be offended by what you're offended by. There's a big difference, and we've talked about this before also, being in finding, identifying something as offensive and actually being offended. Right. Like, comedians talk about it all the time, right? Like, their job is, a lot of them, you know, are to get up there and say offensive shit. You know, and people in the crowd aren't offended because they know it's a joke and they're right. there to hear jokes. You could say a lot of offensive shit to me that I would not be offended by. You know, like it, it you when you start to bubble wrap culture and you start to put people into like these quote unquote safe spaces, you know, to like where we don't say anything that upsets. Yeah, anyone. nobody like, be upset. Everybody just be happy that's not attainable it's you know somebody is going to find something offensive that you're not offended by and it's one thing again to say okay i could see why you're offended by that let's try to work to find a solution but the solution isn't just take it away and now nobody can be offended by it there's millions of billions of people on the planet you're not going to be able to create this dystopian culture for everyone you can't make everybody happy it's 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 impossible somebody's always going to be upset by something and that's fine but like i said don't take you being upset and push that on everybody else just because you've got your knickers in a twist go untwist them and come back and rejoin society like deal with it however you got to deal with it let the rest of us move on with our lives well, this is a really good segue into the uh, Coach McDermott, um, the Greg McDermott thing. Have you seen anything about that? Uh-uh, I don't think so. Let me look. Well, this will be good for me to explain to you um, in real time. Um, and one of the reasons I know about this is he's Creighton basketball's head coach um, here in Omaha. Obviously, Creighton always has a pretty prolific basketball team. Right. So not going into the whole thing, but he used the term plantation twice. Oh, I think I saw something urging, about that. Urging team unity. Um, the exact quote was, I need everybody to stay on the plantation. No, that's what it was. It was the reservation. He's like, let's not, let's no, not like. Plantation. Was it? Because somebody else said it something was, about the reservation or something like that. If it was that. reservation, that would have in theory offended indian people because you well, can't say the native term. americans yeah you can't yeah, say native you can't say indian sorry. anymore i don't i don't know i'm not trying to be insensitive i'm really not right. i love everybody i don't give a shit if you're a piece of shit i don't care what color you are if you're a good person i don't care what color you are right. anyway but apparently you can't use a term off the reservation anymore when you're talking about someone who's like crazy or losing their mind because that goes back to yeah, Indian ties or yeah, something that, to that the, the plant. Yeah, the reservation goes back to Native American ties and how you know we pushed them onto you know reservations because we wanted their land. And plantation Which, refers back, you know, references back to slavery. Exactly, but you, again, you when you look at the history of this person, right? A, if you were a racist coach in the sport of college basketball 
that I would, I don't know the exact statistics, I would say is probably predominantly African-American. If we could go back and look at instances of him making racially charged comments, he'd have been gone a long time ago. Right. But being from Omaha, um, knowing people that have traveled with him, played on the Creighton basketball team, all you ever hear about Greg McDermott is what a good guy he is. Um, his son played on the team for a long time. They were very good. Um, his son roomed with um, the guard on the team who happened to be an African-American. So do I think that his comments could have been said in a better way? A thousand percent. He, he could have made a better choice of words. Do I really think he's referring to a plantation to where you're all my slaves and I need you guys to stay on the plantation? Because if you look up the definition of the word plantation, it can be a farm, it can be a ranch. I, I don't think he was in a room full of African-American players that have dedicated, that he's recruited. They've dedicated their careers, their college careers to this man. They've invested a lot into him and his program and his ideology. His ideology. I mean, to just come out and say that he should lose his job over a really poor choice of words i don't think that's fair no and i you know i i don't agree with like with that either and you know like you said you plantation like referred to just a farm or area of like farmland that was you know they were growing whatever cotton sugarcane fucking bananas whatever it was like it's that itself is not the like uh, a a bad or negative like word but it was the the situation around it with slavery that turned it into something that now has a negative connotation to it and and with him yes you know he he could have chosen a better phrase but it it was just a it was just a turn it was a turn of phrase and, and i don't like i'm i'm with you on that you don't need to get canceled just because you let slip a turn of phrase that and like and yes it is it is old and like outdated or whatever but like can we can we just stop trying to ruin people's careers on one instance? And I we said this like the last time we were here. Like people make mistakes, but we yeah. learn from them. So instead of trying to just cancel everybody every time they make a mistake and be like, "Sorry, one and done," inform them of the mistake they made, or you know, let them inform themselves or whatever. Let them learn from it instead like this is the whole theme i think is going on right now with like at least with me is just like let people learn from the mistakes they made let them make the changes they need to make and then let's move on we don't have to ruin people's lives over things like this well and one of his uh you know a couple players have finally spoken out they were playing this really close to the chest for good reason i mean obviously um but a couple of them, you know, made comments that his his comments hurt and that it, it didn't feel good, which I understand. I, I, I understand. I'm not saying yeah, I'm that, not trying to downplay their feelings. Yeah, I'm not saying that they should grow up and just accept the word plantation like that's not what I'm saying at all. It was a poor choice of words. Thousand percent. I don't think anybody could argue against that, whether that's what he meant referring to a slave plantation or he was referring to a farm poor choice of words dude not a not a good not a good look for sure but uh one of his players said a lot of guys in that locker room were hurting from it 
and I was hurting from it. At the same time, Coach Mack has been a huge mentor for me, and I know he would take a bullet for me and everybody in that room, including the coaching staff. That says enough to me right there to, yes, the guy made a really poor choice of words, but to completely remove him from college basketball, from the program, the university that he's dedicated a large majority of his life to for one comment, you know, you think about what a a college coach says to their team, thousands, millions of words over 20 years, practice, pregame, halftime, postgame. This guy has been nothing but positive and nothing but I would, I would take a bullet for this team. I would, I'd give my life for you guys. And yeah, he made some really poor choices of words, but you, you can't step up. Like I heard Jay Billis talking today and I don't have a problem with Jay Billis, you know, uh, you know, personally, I actually kind of like him, but he was saying there should be no excuse. He should be fired. He should be removed from the team. I'm like, dude, that no, like that's not fair to that guy. I don't, and I wouldn't care if it was a black guy making racially insensitive comments about a white person or uh, white and Hispanic, or, I mean, very switch them all around all of the races, a B and plug them all in differently. I would be saying it's not because I'm a white male. Yeah, we'd be saying the same thing, no matter the situation, trying to justify another white males conversation or comments. It, it's just not fair to a guy who spent countless hours and, emotion into this program to over a really stupid poor choice of words to just say you're done and right see you later and well what it boils down to again is it is, is that kind of stuff is the people that like made the outcry about it or the people that are watching those games and the people that spend money at the ticket counter to go to those games and that kind of stuff so the college looked at that and said oh my god our fan base is pissed and if we don't do something about this we're gonna lose a lot of money and it's sad that a lot of things nowadays boils down to how much money we are going to lose or make depending on what choice we make here. You know, Art Bryles spent a lot of time as the head coach at Baylor University for the football team trying to get his players out of rape accusations a lot of them turned out to be true um, about who do we need to talk to on Waco PD to get out of this. That's a guy, you know what? Get him out. Looking at multiple instances of this happening and very clear, you know, trying to bribe or pay off or keep things quiet under rape allegations. Yeah. Piss off. Yeah. Go away. I never want to see you or see your face again. You piece of human garbage. Like, I don't care who your players are. If they're out raping women, be gone. And if Greg McDermott, if this was like the, you know, if old Greg's making racial comments again, but Creighton basketball's good, so we got to keep him there. No, no, absolutely not. He's got to go, you know. But in this case, that's just, it, it's, it's not the case. No, it's not. And his uh, career over something like this. And, and I want to say, like, it's like you've got to look at these things almost on a on a case by case basis, essentially. Like, look at the guy's history, and if this is his one, you know, he slipped up this time. Okay, then you're gonna, you know, 
maybe instead of being like, you know, bowing down to the masses, come out to the masses and say, look, this guy has a history of being an upstanding individual. He's not in any way, shape, or form any type of racist or hateful or bigoted person. He had a slip up on a turn of phrase. We've addressed the situation. The players have made their complaints known. Coach has apologized and he's said, you know what, that's that's on me. I won't let that happen again. I'll be more careful in the future about what I'm going to say and then move on. Well, you know, and instead of the board of regents or the dean of the school or anything making that decision, why don't you leave it to the players? Uh, yeah, because they're Cause, the ones that interact with them on a daily basis. Because I would just about bet you every penny in my bank account that if you left it up to the players, whether or not this man should continue to coach their team in the March Madness tournament, because they're eligible, they're going to the right. NCAA tournament. They would say, you know what, we need to sit down and have some tough conversations and make sure he knows that these insensitive comments are not okay and how they made us feel, which is all great. It's all room for growth as to why you should be more careful and completely eliminate some of that terminology because of how it makes other people feel when it comes to, you know, something that you could correlate to a a slavery plantation, you know it's room for growth and it's good conversation, but to just say he's done, uh, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, it boggles my mind. And it's just, it's people that aren't going to interact with that dude on a daily basis. Like you said, let the players decide. And from what I can understand from what you've said about this guy and how the players feel about him, they would have, they would, you know, have, I believe they would have sat down and been like, you know, like you said, yeah, this isn't great. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a good, wasn't a good look coach. You know, we don't appreciate that. And then I feel like, you know, Greg would have been like, you know what, guys? Yeah, that's on me. That's my bad. I'm sorry about that. I'll be better. And then, you know, they'll move on. And they'll be like, all right, cool. Like, I'm glad we had this conversation. Glad everybody, you know, got off their chest what they needed to get off their chest. Coach took it to heart. And now, like, let's move on. Let's go play basketball. Let's go play basketball. Because that's what yeah. we're here to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate that we've we've moved into a society now where we're so... I'm just going to keep saying it. we're so soft. We're like, people are just soft now. Like if somebody gets like hurt or offended, everybody has to be hurt or offended with them or you're an asshole or a bigot or, or, or something. It's just like, come on. And, and, and you know, speaking about words and their meanings and stuff like that, apparently Gen Z is trying to cancel Eminem now too. And they picked... Uh, what is it? Love the way you lie. His song with Rihanna is they like, it was like one, you know, his, his, his words and that. And they were like, Oh my God, we have to cancel Eminem. He's horrible. That's blah, blah, one. blah. Yeah. That, I was like, you have get a lot. Worse I was, and that's literally what everybody like millennials and, and, and Gen X and people that listen to Eminem are like, that's the, that's the hill you want to die on with that song. You guys clearly haven't listened to literally Anything else Eminem has ever said in any song yeah. in his entire life. That's his whole shtick as a rapper and an artist is to be controversial and like say say shit like that. It's like that's his thing. He's an he's an angry like rapper. That's his deal. Like why like there, he what? talks I, about almost murdering the mother of his child. Like frequently he has a song about a guy who's a crazy obsessed fan 
Yeah. And when well, that and dude went and committed suicide and, 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 and then, you know, Eminem finally got around to responding to him, but it was too late. But it's like, there's so many other songs that you like maybe could have picked that would have been better, but this is the one, this is the one you picked. And he, he, there's a song where he literally talks about the best decision he ever made was choosing to not unload a clip onto the mother of his child because he had loaded the gun and was so was crazy and so pissed at her that he was just ready to just end her life like you okay they're taking so, what they're doing is they're taking that shit out of context it's like look eminem raps about his life like he didn't have it easy growing up or anything like that My, that dude has rapped about his life his entire career but for the majority of it he goes but i didn't do it and i like well, either i yeah it's just like you know in not that i think just that flabbergasted canceling rappers either right look at some of the horrific shit that goes into a lyric uh, like start with nwa talking about murdering prostitutes like and killing uh, cops and and shit like that like literally one of nwa's song is like fuck the police coming straight from the underground that's how the damn song opens but because it's like but you're not gonna cancel nwa because that'll look bad because you're like oh snap we're coming after a black rap group but you can come after a, (laughs) a white rapper and it like looks a little bit better like and chat said too like wait till they hear dmx lyrics or icp or anybody else like that like that was 90s and early 2000s rap even more so free i can't remember the exact lyric or who sang it but it was like a pretty popular song not long ago talking about putting some sort of drug into a girl's drink and like you know taking her back to the crib and i can't even i can't remember the lyric but it's like a very clear lyric about date rape right okay well uh, again i don't think that that guy really did that right but or if he did he should be arrested but you can't you can't come after like you can't come after people like right. that. Or if you do hold everybody accountable. Right. Yeah. Don't you cross the board. You can't pick and choose. Like they're gonna pick and choose and come after Eminem for this, but they're gonna leave excuse me, other people alone. That have done the same and or worse, you know, in their songs. But like it's just it's just like, you know, the squash is saying too, blurred lines by uh, f- uh um fucking Robin Thick. Like that one? <laughs> like buy you a drink yeah buy you a drink like it's uh, i'm gonna take you home with me yeah it's like and you know like (laughs) metters said as well like the government's been trying to cancel eminem for decades and they haven't succeeded so i don't know what you guys are gonna do but it's not gonna work what eminem's gonna do is he's gonna make a rap song about it and he's gonna shit all over you and he's gonna make a fuck ton of money from it how about this if it offends you don't listen to it exactly like that's the easy solution like if you don't like it don't listen to it problem solved everybody else from our generation and and you know people that like eminem don't have to be like like come to his defense and be like fucking just leave him alone like don't listen to it you don't have to worry about it the rest of us that enjoy it and can read through and read between the lines of his lyrics and be like all right you know maybe they want to have a head on our shoulders like all right it's fine like don't fucking worry about it it's just it's just i don't I, i i'm struggling to figure out how this like how we got to this point, like how is and and you know I'm gonna keep shitting on Gen Z because it's just a lot of what I see, like where it's coming from is just teenagers and 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 preteens and shit like that. Like, you're like we're so mad about this, blah blah blah. It's like where 
what what how wait where who coddled you so much and told you you were that special all the time that you like like this is where we're at like what happened to you know race raising kids to 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 be like you look you don't judge anybody by like the color like the color of their skin or anything like judge them by the content of their character and that kind of stuff and then like you know why did you know little billy come home and be like mom someone said something offensive to me and i'm upset about it blah 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 like why instead of like going okay billy that sucks this is how we can you know deal with it yada 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 and then we we move from that to, to just fucking like lambasting the whole school or the school board or the teachers for like that kind of shit and being like you guys are doing a terrible job and these kids are doing like all this shit it's your job to like correct them and it's like well it's not on the teachers the teachers are just there to educate them about a certain topic like you failed at the home that that parent whose kid's like a bully and a dickhead something's up over there those his parents have failed him some way and now you're kind of failing your kid by saying if something is wrong just complain about it enough and then you're just going to get everything fixed and you'll have it your way because everybody's you're mad and sad now and now everybody has to be mad and sad like when when did that start like the the I won't necessarily comment on that exactly because, like, the thing, bling thing. But I, I get the anal- analogy you're making. Yeah. But Poison says it really well. It, it all started with uh, zero, no zero policy and participation trophies. And again, it's very, I'm not saying it's like horrible to give a four year old the trophy for participating, whatever. But it, you see it, like, I coached youth baseball for a long time, right? And you see these parents telling their kids like, oh, you're the greatest, you're the yeah. best, like, it's okay if you mess up, like, it's okay if you strike out, which, okay, that's well, fine. It's fine, if you can mess up. You like... take. But then when your kid strikes out three times a game, and then you're coming to the coach and saying, well, why isn't he playing? Because the kid's it's your kid's ass. Because, because he thinks he's the best. That's what he's been told, right? I mean, you're lying to him, unfortunately. Like... It, it gets to a point where you have literally lied to your child telling them that they're the best or that they can mess up and and they can it's okay yeah it's okay up. to it's mess okay up to make errors but at a certain point in time if you're striking out five times a game maybe baseball isn't your sport yeah. maybe it's time to find something else or 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 practice more go and practice yeah. and put in the work instead of instead of just being like oh my mom told me i'm the best i don't have to try it anything fucking like put in the work you're, you're working hard and I love the progress that you're making. You're not where you need to be at to start all the time, but we're going to keep working towards it. Right. You know, like, it's this thing. Like, and my thing is like, I, you know, like them, you know, poison mentioned participation trophies. Like my thing is like, cool. Give everybody a trophy up until like at a certain age, stop giving participation trophies at, I don't know what age you want to put that at, but at some point kids need to learn, you know, you win some and you lose some. Just because you showed up doesn't mean you get to have a trophy. You got to put the work in as well to get to a point where you can compete in whatever you're competing in, be good, and win. Well, the the policy that I put into place when they were two years outside of high school, and I made it clear at the very beginning, we're going to play everyone during the week on the games that don't mean anything. They're basically glorified scrimmages, right? But when we come time for... 
a tournament on the weekend, the best nine kids are going to start. And I know that's going to be an adjustment. I know we've always done it in the past because you guys were younger, but I'm not servicing you well to get you ready for high school. If I continue to coddle you and let you play every game because I feel bad because your parents drove to Kansas City or whatever. And some parents really didn't like it. And that's fine. You don't have to like it. But I'm preparing them for the real environment because guess what's going to happen? If you make your high school team and your kid's not starting and you go to the high school coach and say, hey, why isn't my kid starting? He's not even going to respond to you. Instead, he's probably just going to cut your kid because he doesn't want to hear from you. Yeah. You you know, like you, you at a certain point in time, you have to prepare people children especially for the real world out there you can't just wrap them up in bubble wrap and just try to protect them and try to rescue them from everything because you create a child that's not self-sufficient exactly and i know poison (laughs) poison made a joke in here and said you know darth is a parent not my fault your ass kid do better essentially like essentially yes but like if my kid came to me was like dad i'm not starting i'd be like well look buddy um you're not that great. So here's our options. Either we can find you another sport that you're good at, or we can get outside and we'll practice here outside of practice at school. And we'll get you to a point where you are good and you can start, but I'm not going to go to the school and be like, Hey, start my kid. I'm like, the coach was like, Hey man, your kid's kind of, your kid's kind of ass at this game. He's going to ride the bench till he gets better. I'd be like, all right, good to go coach. Like work him out in practice and I'll do what I need to do with them at home. So we can get him to a point where he can, he can start. And that kind of shit. Like, I'm not going to, you're not going to sit there, like you said, and coddle your kid um, so that, you know, they just continually think that everything's going to be given to them no matter what. And if something doesn't go their way, they can just whine and cry about it and something's going to change. Because that's not how the real world operates. When you get out, the real world is going to kick you in the dick and it's not going to care. And you're going to either have to, like, buck up and get up off the ground and move on and, and take that lesson. And, and get better or you're just you're gonna fail and you know that's, those are your two choices well and what are they gonna do when they start a job you know and then the boss comes to them and, and fires them because they're underperforming and their whole life they've been told they're the best and they don't have to work as hard as everybody else I, you're you're not preparing them for real life and someday parents are going to be gone you know ideally no parent wants to bury their child so ideally every child outlives their parent right and someday you're not going to be there and if you set them up for failure as a child that's not going to go away or get better as time goes on you know they they gotta be ready to to look life in the face and say hey shit's not gonna go my way all the time it's not always gonna go the way that i want it to in fact probably more times than not, it's going to throw a wrench in my life and I'm going to have to figure out how to get through this. Right. And the, the important thing is figuring out how to get through it, taking the lessons you learned from that and moving forward and then applying them to the next wrench that gets thrown your way. Yeah. And that's uh, not enough. Not enough of that is happening nowadays. Like I saw some, I saw some bullshit and it's kind of funny, but I saw some bullshit in a video the other, like earlier today, actually. And it was this person, this, this teenager had made a, little tiktok video and it was like talking about white you know white and straightened teeth and she was like why did the tree teeth have to be straight why why can't they be gay or bi and it's like that's you're missing the point it's not your teeth don't get to have a sexuality you don't get to put a sexuality on your teeth in that instance straight is an adjective describing how your teeth look as opposed to being crooked and british sorry britain 
Like, that's I'm like, we don't... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sorry. Your teeth are <laughs> fucked. Um, but, like, who cares? Like, let's not put the, uh, uh, a negative moniker on the word straight because it offends gay, bi, LGBTQI people. Like, that's... That's not like in that instance, you have to be able to go, oh, they're not talking about sexuality. That's an adjective to describe the can't of That's something. And I feel like plenty of LGBTQ people would look at that and go, you're dumb. Yeah, a like, lot of they're going to be like, we're shit. not going to die on the hill of whether the whether or not teeth can be gay. That's stupid. No. Well, and that like, how do you want to describe teeth if they're not straight? Like, what do you want to use? More words? My teeth are in line. I hate to sit like in, what? in the echo chamber that's the the age of social media where I can say something and I can get reaction, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, um, sorry, I was just reading that comment. Also. Yeah, I, I was like, what? Um, and now I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, in the age of social media where it's like I can say anything and I can sit behind this keyboard and I can get a reaction out of people that's just a troll being a troll mm -hmm. in in my opinion that's that's wild yeah um poison no and i don't even know if i've heard of that like you want to read that and i'm gonna do some research real quick yeah okay so poisons uh, or discount jamie hop on that um poison <laughs> y'all can see it but it says did we cover the the vegan teacher who wanted to take the n-word back and is that different from the the vegan teacher that's been all over tiktok and actually who's now banned on tiktok <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms i think that's the the vegan teacher released a video where she calls a doll the n-word same one. Oh my oh that's why she got banned that's why she got banned from tiktok oh okay oh okay, okay, banned okay. cruelty not words huh. she that lady was uh that lady was a nutcase that's a um so, yeah, the vegan teacher is kind of an idiot, um, and I'm not going to mince my words on that one. Uh, she, she's definitely not helped out the vegan's case uh, overall, and uh, that didn't help it even, like, that helped it even less. Um, I found that lady just to be unbearable and annoying. Because uh, she is one of the she she is one of those people that's like I don't like this I'm gonna make everyone else not like it, and it's like look lady, well, no, yeah and n not a good look uh, especially as a white lady exactly not, you know I don't know who you're trying to crusade I, for on that one but mm -mm. she spelled out the n word oh god um, naturally intelligent gorgeous generous exemplary and radiant ban cruelty not words and i understand the sentiment because we've talked about it before again i do not i do not condone condone any of what she did she somebody said this one should have stayed in your drafts I'm like completely agree don't get into a realm that you're not your weight, you know, you're in too far with. over your head on that one, lady. Yeah, I, I see what she's saying in the sense that it's like we've talked about the word fairy in the past, right? Mm -hmm. If you're describing Tinkerbell, who is a fairy and has little wings on her back and sprinkles, sprinkles fairy dust, dust and, and does like magic. That, that's not a not a bad word to say on the surface. Now, if I'm calling someone who happens to be homosexual, 
that word. I'm not even going to say it again because I don't want in to that, say it again. Yeah, in that context. Because you should never say that about a homosexual person. Then that's very bad. That's that's not good at all. Um, you should be slandered and have some backlash for calling a homosexual person that word. But again, just saying the word doesn't make you homophobic. Right. So I, I understand what she's saying. The way that she went about it was not good, horribly wrong and inappropriate. Not a good way to do it. Um, you should probably just stick to being an advocate for vegans, and people will hate you enough. Um, yeah, you know, you have to start crossing the borders onto. Uh, yeah, like that. That I, I trying to justify. That is an uphill battle that you're not going to win no matter what spin you try and put on that. Like, uh, as white people, just leave that one alone. Uh, Refrain from using it ever. And uh, we'll just move on with our lives. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's. uh, I didn't I didn't hear about that at all i knew she got Uh, well i knew she got banned on tiktok and like literally all of her videos got taken down and i'm assuming it was because of that um yeah you were already annoying and hated enough as the just just the the worst vegan to walk the face of the planet since veganism started um and again even congratulations you played yourself vegetarian but be a christian be whatever you want to be just don't ram it down other people's throats, exactly like right? and i feel like i've seen this enough too but i feel like you know us as millennials it's it's true we're just like we don't give a fuck dude don't care what church you go to don't care what color your skin is don't care what your sexual preferences don't care what your sexual orientation is like all of that like fair uh, act shit that happens when you get hired at a job we could give a fuck less there's there's one Where thing I you fall one under. thing I want you to be. Only one thing I want you to be and that's happy. Yeah, like Achieve just Achieve that however you want. We're just going to like move on. If you're cool and we can be cool, then cool. If you're an asshole and I'm not like vibing or whatever with like your level of being an asshole, then like I'm not going to fucks with you. But like the be all and end of all it is, we don't care. We just like people for people mainly. Like and I feel we need more of that and less, way, 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 way less of I'm angry, upset, hurt, mad about this. Everyone else has to be. Because yeah. I can almost guarantee you that nine times out of ten, whatever you're upset about, I could give a fuck less about. Well, And, and again, you, you have the right to be hurt, angry, upset, mad, but... You don't have the right to say if you don't agree with me, you're a racist, bigot, misogynist, yeah. xenophobic, whatever the freaking term is that you want to throw out there. Because now you're because doing no, that's not true. Yeah. Well, what they fail to realize is like by doing that, they're they're doing the same thing that basically whatever they're mad about. So they don't want to look at it and go, oh, "I'm mad about this," but if you don't agree with me. You're this, 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 and this, and then it looks. Then you got to look at it and be like, "Well, now you're just shooting yourself in the foot." Because because I'm not mad about this, that means you're saying that that means I'm X, Y, or Z. Well, now I'm up. Now I get to be mad at you because those things about me aren't true, and you're stereotyping me or whatever. So now you've just fallen into like your own trap, basically, like. 
it'd be the it, like take the Greg McDermott example, right? Those players have a right to be hurt. I understand that. They have a right to think that they should call for his job. There's black people across Omaha that have a right to think that his job should be taken. Do I agree with that? Not necessarily. Does that give you the right to call me a racist and say I'm justifying his use of the term plantation? Mm-mm. Not whatsoever. That you you can't be so cut and dry like you have to be on this side of the fence or the other side of the fence and there's no in between. That's not how discussions and conversations work. No, but no, like we said before, nobody wants to have discussions or conversations anymore. It's either it, they're they're trying to make everything so black and white. You're either this or this. There's no in between. When in reality, there's miles of in between. And in that in between is where you can come together, have a civilized discussion, figure out what each person's viewpoint is, talk about it. And at the end of the day, if you can't change, if you don't change the other person's mind or they don't change theirs, then you look at them and go, you know what? At least I know where you're coming from. We'll agree to disagree. We'll move on. We can still be friends. We can still talk and hang out. But, you know, I don't agree with you on this point. You don't agree with me on this point. And that, you know, it is what it is. And if you don't want to talk or hang out with me, that is your choice. And that's your your choice and you're right. I may be hurt by that, um, but that's your right also. I don't think that maybe that's right. Again, it goes back to the general premise of thinking someone's wrong or right. You know, I'm not going to think everybody's right. And and not everybody's going to think I'm right. And I say it all the time. I'm kind of stupid. So I don't expect everybody to think I'm right. And if you have a better opposing view, my mind is a thousand percent open, but circling all the way back, you you can't make everybody happy and you can't live in this dystopian world to where we're all going to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya and vote a hundred percent for one president or a hundred percent for the other president. Right. It's never going to happen because people are different. Every person. I'm not the same as Alex. Alex is not the same as me. I'm not the same as you guys. You guys aren't the same as me. We have different likes and dislikes, but it's literally impossible to make everyone happy. And we have to be, and and what we need to get back to is the fact that, um, you know, that's okay. We can't make everyone happy and that's fine. That's the way the world is. Let's, you know, move forward on that premise and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Poison says it best. Teach me. Don't belittle me. Yep. And that's, 100%. 100%. Nobody does that anymore. If you disagree, nobody's ready to have an open and fair and educational conversation. It's immediately, fuck you, I hate you, and you just yell at the person to try and get your point across. I'm not going to listen to you if you're yelling at me. It's it's the same in sales. It's the same in religion. It's the same in politics. I sell windows for a living, and if I come in and say, you're an effing idiot if you don't buy from me and let me tell you why they're going to say, see ya. Yep. It's, it's the same premise as if you're a Christian taking the approach of, let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong and why you're going to hell. If you don't believe me, they're going to say, see ya. Yeah. Like I don't want to believe in whatever you're putting out there because if I don't believe it and I'm going to hell and that's the be all and end all of it, like, no, thanks. Like you gotta, the art of conversation has just been lost. And I, I would, you know, venture out to blame a lot of it on, you know, technology, Twitter, man, and Twitter, you know, we hide behind small blurbs where you don't really get to explain yourself. And if you try to explain yourself, it takes a, a, a three mile long thread 
to get your point across and people misinterpret things, you know, all the time, whether it was your intention or not. So it's, it's the art of conversation is becoming less and less. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, I was like trying to find the the right word, but like, it's just becoming less and it's just not happening anymore. It's not, no, it's not, it's very impersonal. Everybody hides behind the screen because if somebody says something that you don't like or they disagree with you, you either delete the comment or log out or um, just ignore them. And instead of going, oh, well, you're disagreeing? Why Why do you disagree? What is your reasoning for disagreeing with me? Everybody's like, fuck you, you disagree with me? Well, fuck you, you disagree with me. It's like... Ben, why do we, why do, we do the podcast in this format where we're, we're live and we have the best audio possible? We both spent a fair amount of money on microphones to make sure that people can hear us and we can hear each other the best with our personal voice and then if i said okay i have another idea for a podcast um we're literally gonna send each other messages back and forth through text that we'll have to read and we'll limit the word count that we can put in said text um, and then I'll send it to you and you'll send it back to me and then I'll send it to you and then you'll send it back to me. You'd say, Alex, you're fucking crazy. That would never work for a podcast because that will be horrible. Right. We're going to misinterpret each other. There's no we spend more time trying to figure out what the other person meant rather than talking about what we actually need to talk about. So take the potato head or the Dr. Seuss thing just on its face. Why are people so pissed? I've seen so many right lean people saying well they canceled dr seuss and they came after mr potato head what's next well uh, hold on pump the brakes when i first read that state because that's exactly what i read leading up to my research right and then when you sent it to me my knee-jerk reaction was like why on god's green earth are we doing this why is this the hill we're dying on and then today culture you assholes come on leave dr seuss and mr potato head alone yeah and then and then you get in not that's not the deal right and then you get in that it's going down and you do research like we do so we can come on this thing and talk to you guys and go look if you haven't done it here's the research and you know some of you might have had the same knee-jerk reaction we did but we said wait let's look into it a little bit more and not enough people do that it's a marketing ploy it is it's a, that's really it's all it boils a down to good marketing it's a ploy. it's a marketing ploy somebody got paid a lot of money to be like hey what if we just take the mr and mrs off and make it the potato head franchise and somebody was like God damn it, Jim, you're getting a raise. And Jim was like, thank you, thank you very much. And then sales just went. And then the right said, I'm going to buy Mr. Potato Head so I can say I own the the Mr. Potato Head. And then the left came out and said, I'm going to wait until they rebrand it so that way I can own one of the very first just Potato Heads. And meanwhile, Hasbro in the middle of it was sent out a tweet that was like, hey, uh, guys, in case you're wondering, Mr. Potato Head and Mr. Mrs. Potato Head are still a thing. We just rebranded to include their entire family. <laughs> and then everybody else was Shit. like, oh, fuck. They got us. They got us. Like <laughs> They got us. Like it's like, but big you know, business doing big business things. Exactly, and then you know, like you said earlier, like why we do this and have an open forum with you guys is so that we can try and, to a degree, keep the art of conversation alive and come to a point where we can talk about things. Like I, we value and like 
having this live interaction with you guys to see what your thoughts are. And there's been plenty of people roll through this thing that were like, you know what, guys, I don't agree with you on that, and here's why. And we go, oh, huh. Well, well that's an interesting viewpoint, and we discuss it for a minute. I'm really glad you brought that up because there was a comment, and I know it was a joke when we had Dan on, who had very opposing views from what I do. I still love the guy to death. Um, and we'll sit and we'll probably never be able to change our minds. But there was a comment uh, about, I, I said something to the effect of, we want to get outside of the echo chamber. And then it seemed like I was agreeing with everything that he said. I remember that. I, I was not agreeing with everything that he said. I, I was taking opportunities to have tactful discussion and conversation. And we did agree on some things, but if I was going to sit here and try to pick apart every single word that he said, and, and Dan is a great guy and I love him. He's also very passionate and talks a lot, which is one of the reasons why I wanted him on here. But if I sat here and, and tried to dissect and write down, oh, he said that and I disagree. Oh, he said that and I disagree. I've been here for hours. I'm, I'm going to take the approach of now I'm just trying to pick apart your argument and not sit here and say, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I, I, I know the sentiment behind your passion. I, I truly do understand that. I might think that there's a better way to handle that particular issue but again, I'm not going to sit here and focus on all of the things we disagree on because that's a futile argument. Right. That's me. You see it on Fox that's, News. People all are just going to be bashing their heads into a wall, and you're like, okay, we get it. You disagree. Can we move that's, on? That's one of the things that, like, fucking like Tommy Loren, like, oh, I God. despise that woman. Beca- and not necessarily, I mean, yeah, because of some of her views. I don't think she's mainly just like, because she just yells her views at you. And when somebody disagrees with her, she's like, get fucked. She, I was listening to her. And again, I try to watch as much CNN as I do Fox News. I'm not like a Fox News guy. Like I'm not. I hope everybody knows that by this point in time. But she was on. She's always on Fox. She was on Fox the other day. And they were her and a colleague, two female colleagues, two female Republican colleagues they were arguing, making the same point. I forget what the point was, but I was just sitting there like, well, one of you shut up and listen to what the other person is saying instead of trying to find one little thing to be like, gotcha, gotcha. That's not see, right. Well, that's, or I disagree with that. Well, <laughs> Have a conversation and was, say, well, wait a minute. Let me help me understand what you said when you said right. this. Well, they see, that's the thing. There's nobody does that anymore. Nobody listens to to hear the other person and 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 then you know talk about it they just listen to respond so you just sit there and you're yeah you're listening but you're like you said waiting for that one thing to just bulldog afterwards and be like this is what i think about this and it's like no i don't want to listen to that i don't want to brush i don't want to brush past the phrase that you just said because i think it's so important so many people listen to respond versus listening to understand right and when you're sitting there having a conversation with someone with this loaded gun in your head, and then they throw the target out, and you just go, "Boom! I'm ready for that one. Come on, baby." No, it, there's there's too much of let me tell you why you're wrong versus help me understand why you're thinking the way that you're thinking. Right? Yeah. There's yeah. Don't let let. What are you thinking? And here's how I'm thinking. 
and then yes. going, oh, and then having discussion. But yeah, instead, and, and, and I think, you know, it, honestly, for Fox and CNN, they both do it. Um, it's, another, it's another marketing play. They get people on like that just to get the views, the clicks up. That's why they do it. And that's part of the problem is people are like, oh, if I have this controversial opinion and I just bulldog somebody on this one thing, that's going to make me viral and I'm going to get famous or whatever. That's another part of it that that, that, that is why things are the way they are right now. Um, Squash said that he once had to attend a diversity and sensitivity class thing for an old job. It was an hour and a half long and the person running it was saying just real real eyes real lies real lies over and over and over again and i could not imagine sitting through something like that that sounds absolutely horrible well, it's like the same thing it's like the same lines as coca-cola doing their diversity training and it's literally this white person in a video telling other white people that they're racist and it's like well, but I, I why do i have to be here because i'm not racist like well, you have to make sure you're sensitively trained. No, but it's just make sure your sensitivity is right on. It's just right on where it should be. It's Turn just it right up to about nine or ten. It's just so dumb. No, it's no like, eight and a half. No eight and a half sensitivity. And definitely not five. Sensitivity. We're looking for a nine and a half or a ten. Yeah. No. No more. No less. It's something dumb. I know uh, earlier, poison, and I did see it in 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 my Discord, uh, and I we kind of did, kind of I we missed it because we were like on a roll. Um, but in the same vein as like Dr. Seuss and, and uh, Mr. Potato Head, people are coming after Pepe Le Pew from the Looney Tunes. Uh, oh, Ed said that. Yeah, and Ed Nutt said it too. Sorry, um, Yeah, Ed Nutt and Poison both mentioned that they, they're coming shout after Pepe Le Pew. Shout out to Ed Nutt, by the way. Right. Okay. And Lacey, too. It's been a little while since I've seen yes, Lacey, but Lacey welcome back. Thank you. Well. Thank you for coming back. We missed you. Um, but yeah, they're coming after Pepe Le Pew as, as someone who is propagating rape culture. And... If I remember back to my watchings of the Looney Tunes, even He's when I was a, a kid, I was like, <laughs> a little bit, I was like, Ugh, my guy, a little aggressive there. But He's a skunk. They literally describe him as a nasty smelling rodent. Like, that's the intention. Yes, we agree that it's not very Peppy's good. a scumbag. And we agree. Yeah, he's a skunk. That was the shtick, though. That was the shtick for Looney Tunes. Like, again... If you're going to come after anybody, you should come after Johnny Bravo. Cause, that man... But again, like, that... You want to talk about some, like, really, like, what are we... This is what we watched as kids, as a cartoon? Like, if you want to come after anybody, that's the one I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't... Like, Johnny really Bravo good. was not a stand-up guy. picked him as the... No, the egotistical, you know, <laughs> Lacey, Lacey that, with the with the Johnny the Johnny Bravo quote, "Hey, pretty lady," <laughs> like yeah, like my man's was yeah, not exactly. a saint, like. But again, in the same thing, just just do what just do what Disney did. Hey, this was a different time. Things were different. This is not okay. There you go. It's yeah. a teaching moment. In literally like everything. Johnny Bravo. If you don't want your kids to watch Johnny Bravo, just don't, don't let them watch, watch Johnny Bravo, or don't let them watch it. And yeah, it was yeah, just like that's fine. <laughs> it was all for, and, and you know this is where lines get blurry. But you know at that you know when those cartoons were around, it was all for entertainment and jokes and the yuck 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 yuck. Like, ah, that dude's fucking funny and he's kind of a scumbag. Blah blah blah. Like 
it was it, part it, of a it, pretty like misogynist culture. It was. It was indeed. It was a very misogynist, male dominated culture. Look but at it, the same time, Andrew I feel like it, it falls under. I think. It, well, I think it falls under like that. That kind of stuff with like the Looney Tunes and everybody. It falls under the comedy guys, like stand up comedians. They say offensive shit. People get a chuckle out of it. Somebody's gonna get pissed in the audience. But at the end of the day, you understand it's a joke. Or you're yeah. supposed to. And yeah, and that's a joke. And or is anybody, you know, really surprised? Like one of the good cancel culture items, I guess, it, in theory, is like the whole Me Too, like where they caught Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like Weinstein, whatever. Um, like now coming out about Andrew Cuomo. And again, it's funny how the left turns so quick on their believe all women, you know, shtick to where it's like, well, we're going to have to wait for the reports to come right. out. And, and again, that's good. Due process Ooh, yeah, is fine. Yeah, due, due process. But and due. when the first one came out, and then a couple others came out and starting to be like, well, man, kind of like when there's smoke, there's fire. And again, let him have his trial as long as they don't get some corrupt judge in there to back Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Uh, Metters, I'm going to say at least seven. Over under on how many lines the Cartoon Network exec did before proving Johnny Bravo. I, at least seven. Um, it was at least seven. The line is I seven. Say, I would say the limit does not exist. <laughs> I'm going to say no less than seven, but there was definitely but, an excess. Yeah, the limit does not exist. They're like, this is great. Kids but, will love this. This is perfect. But yeah, like, like oh, we did love it. I mean, I watched a lot of I watched a lot of Ed, Ed and Eddie too. Yeah, and like that this, was not very like they're trying to bring that work. back. Are they? Yeah. Um, but you know, like the, of, like what you said though, with like the left, it's like they're like you said, they're very quick to crucify someone on the opposite side of the line the aisle for doing something like that, but God forbid it happens to somebody on their side. And then they're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. But they rake everybody over the yeah. coals on the other side when they say, well, let's you just know, see what the investigation brings up. They're like, oh, nope, guilty. And it's like, did y'all forget that it's innocent until proven guilty? Like, there's a there's a, a process that has to happen here, and it needs to happen on both sides. You don't run this double standard just because somebody, you know, just because you're you're pissed that that dude did it and now you're real upset because the guy on your side did it and you're trying to like white knight for him like pump the brakes super I chief the most ironic thing with cuomo is he literally took away a uh a bill or a legislation i forget exactly what the term was but there was a a legislation i think it was to where if you're claiming sexual assault in the workplace whoever the um the assaulter was had to or didn't have to but to become substantial there needed to be at least one or more case of sexual assault in the workplace and he removed that and then when the first lady came out he started denying it and being like no 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 this you know she's just after money like this is the only one that will ever come out and say that <laughs> and then a couple more came out and it's like sorry man like if the shoe fits my guy yeah you're it, it's kind of looking like you're a scumbag i think i think most uh, people kind of knew that just based off dude's personality well and i mean i hate to like be a face shamer or whatever the dude just looks fucking old and decrepit and 
not even decrepit. Just he I looks don't... like an old. He looks like an old scummy New York politician. Yeah, and I'm gonna exactly I'm gonna say not to be. I'm gonna disagree with not to be a face shamer, at least for me, because most of the time when I when I look at somebody, my gut instinct about that person is right. So I looked at that guy the first time. I was like, yeah, n- nah, guy. Here we go. Well, and how he just siddle, sits and piddles around with his brother on CNN, and they just, like, instead of talking... The dude won an Emmy for the way he handled the COVID response. And again, I don't want to talk about it again, but sending freaking old people, people to die in an old in an patients old back to a nursing home and regulating them to do so... Like, that's kind of fucked, dude. This really took a, a rough turn for you. I mean, honestly, I can months. see why he won the Emmy because his acting performance and his lies was just out phenomenal. Great actor. Maybe he should have really? been an actor instead of a politician. Yeah, well, <laughs> insert classic joke about politicians being actors. True. Scummy actors. Scumbags. Um, uh, all we right. We talked about Ted Cruz yet. Yeah. Um,. Fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> I I don't actually hate Ted Cruz's poli- policies. I just I, st- I can't don't stand like the way. the way that he conducts himself. It's been a really nice night here. Not nicer than Cancun. Dude, I was like, how oh, fucking no. insensitive can no, you be? No, no. You've got the majority no, of me. Texas freezing to death, and you said, fuck it, I'm going to Cancun. Also, it was my daughter's idea, so that bus could just fucking run her over. Well, no, and I was talking about more so when he got back mm-hmm. at, the, uh, at the Republican at National the, the CPAC. Committee, or the CPAC, yeah, um, how he came up, and it was like, yeah, I forget the exact words, but it was something to the effect of this is an, a nice night tonight. Not, Not as, as nice as Cancun. Ted! Like, oh, Teddy, don't. Bro, I'm waiting don't. for it. I'm waiting for it real fast. If Ed Nuts is still hanging around, I'm waiting for the Ed Nuts has entered the chat because I, yeah, <laughs> she's going to she go it. off about this 100%. Seeing her tweets has just been phenomenal. But yeah, Ted, God damn it, Ted Cruz. He's going to run as trump's vice president in 2024 calling it right now no 100% you you heard it here first well it, you, of course he will because pence didn't do trump's bidding throughout that all that shit recently so he's going to kick him to the curb the worst part is pence was literally one of the most reliant like dedicated vice presidents in history to donald trump he would make outlandish just comments, crazy as, shit. We should inject or drink bleach. And <laughs> Pence is in the background with a bottle of Clorox, like, like, I'm doing it right now. Well, you know, I can understand why he said that, you know. Like, <laughs> like he's back he's there with so a bottle dedicated. of Clorox and a glass, like, so let's go. He's the president like, said bleach is fine. <laughs> I'm doing it. I mean, it seems fine. Like, like just... and then he literally doesn't violate. He doesn't. He he up. Law. He upholds his oath to the Constitution, and Trump's like, "Fuck you!" And Pence is like, uh, "I'm disappointed, man. I'm just disappointed." Pence is like that that one dude on YouTube that like does food reviews and stuff. When he had that shitty burger or whatever it was, he goes, "My disappointment is immeasurable. My day is ruined." Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. Ridiculous. Oh Jesus. Um, chat. Do you have anything else for us? Let like hit us up. Let me know. 
bring it on. What else you want us to talk went about? Quick. We did win. We almost it's actually like hour and a half right now. But yeah, I was just gonna say it went see, fast. I told you when we take a week off, I'm just so ready. We're ready to go. Oh, maybe a good time to uh, uh, tease next week. Mary oh, true. Brummel coming on the podcast. Not in Brummel anymore, son. Mary oh, Mendoza. Sorry, right, Hugo. My bad, dude. Have it. Um, she's my sister. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she'll be coming on to talk about Feel Good, their band's new album that will be dropping soon. soon. I don't want to give away any specifics. Can you give away or... any spoilers or anything? But we are going to yeah. have her on, and it's going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're going to talk about uh, probably the music industry, her experiences with yeah. the music industry, what it's been like for her to um, you know start this dream of having a band and producing an EP and now producing an album. It's going to be a, a, a little bit of a different episode, but it's going to be good. Um, and like we said, it's Alex's sister. She's one of my good friends. She's married to one of my best friends. Um, and it's going to be a pretty laid back episode, but it's going to be good. She's, she's bringing a little, uh, little sneak previews on next podcast that uh nobody's heard except band members very cool uh, i don't even think i've i've heard some of like the rough tracks but i don't think i've heard anything i think uh, anything that i've heard has just been like snippets here and there nothing like you know not full tracks or anything like that but it's gonna be good i'm excited she, for it she was talking about coming on today but things weren't quite done enough yet to um she really wants to uh, come on and share some some content on here that the world hasn't heard yet. So so very cool. Make sure you guys are here for that one. It's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good episode. Um, like she'll hate that I'm saying this, but it's like Paramore vibes. I know, and I feel like I say that almost every time I hear her sing. But she has a very you know Haley Williams vibe. But she, she, I, she doesn't hate it that I much, know, but she she, make... she she takes it as a compliment, which is good. But and that, I mean, which is good because, you know, Haley Williams has been wildly successful as the front woman for for Paramore. And, and all of us know 90s and, you know, emo kids love Paramore. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good vibe. Uh, we like it a lot. So it'll be a good show. It will indeed. I well, would say that we're not going to talk about politics. Um, it'll come up at some point. It'll come up. So. It'll come up. We'll probably end up talking about like misogyny in the music industry or something. That very well could be true. I feel like that is probably going to come up. But um, Squash says that we hit everything he was thinking about. Um, doesn't look like anybody else has got anything. So on that note, I think we'll wrap it up for that week. And, uh, oh, Lacey says, tell Abby I said hi. Glad I was able to catch tonight. Good night, guys. All right. Yep. We Thanks will do coming. that. Thanks for coming, Lacey. It was good to see you again. I know it's been a minute, but uh, really glad that you you made it back and made it into an episode. Uh, it was really good to see you uh, in the chat again. Uh, but, yeah, with that, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming out and listening to us ramble on again uh, like you guys do every week. Appreciate the support. Uh, YouTube, make sure you guys like, subscribe, turn those bell notifications on, and uh, disseminate these two talking heads out to your friends. A um, little bit of a little bit of a shameless plug here is we are very close to getting to that fifty follower mark on Twitch, um, so that I can put in for affiliate, and uh, and we'll you know gain that milestone on our way to to becoming more well known. Uh, so tell your friends, tell your family, uh, and tell that random crazy lady you see at the grocery store that wants to talk your ear off about conspiracy theories that we're here. 
I'm going to make shirts soon. And uh, uh, with that, you guys have a uh, have a safe week. Post, you know, message us if stuff comes up you want us to talk about, and we will take it under advisement and move on from there. And other than that, we love you guys. Make Most sure. Most of all, be good to each other. Be good to each other. Tell somebody you love them. Tell somebody you love them. Honest to God, I, tell somebody you love them. We say it all the time, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart right now. Be good to people and find somebody that you haven't told that you love them in a while and just go out and shoot them a text and say, hey, you know what, man? Or woman, or it, she, they, whatever. Whatever their pronoun is. Uh, yeah, I love you. You're, you're a good person. That would make me happy. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Peace.